Well, hello everybody. Podcast time again. Dan Clarkson podcast. Whitewater Kayaker, Himalayas, blah, 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 blah. When I started this podcast, ooh, long time ago, I was doing loads of kayaking and uh, I'd just come back from the Himalayas again. Uh, but I've not been for a while because there's a, a pesky old pandemic going on. And this pandemic has sort of locked us down quite often in our countries and in our towns and here in the UK, you know, we've ridden waves in and out of lockdown. And it's been quite stressful for a lot of people. Some people have felt isolated and some people have not got out and done the stuff they want to do. And me personally, I've been looking forward to going back to the Himalayas. But now India and Nepal are going through some horrible times. And I speak to my friends daily in Kathmandu and Delhi and Mumbai. Ask them how they're getting on with coronavirus, with restrictions, with hospital overcrowding. And it's hard. So this podcast today, I'm probably not going to talk about surfing massive waves. I'm probably not going to talk about what buoyancy aid you should buy or what boat you should buy or how long your paddle should be. But I'm just going to talk randomly and drink some coffee. And this coffee is really strong. And it's black. But it's really nice. So if you hear me slurping away, that's what it is. Slurping sounds a bit like that. The mug that it's in is a plastic camp mug. And I've lost the lid for it. I think we always lose lids and mugs. But it's a plastic camp mug with uh, a missing lid. And it's a mug I bought at Mech uh, in Vancouver. And for those paddlers that are British, Mech is a really cool outdoor shop. And if you're not British and you live over in Canada, you know what Mech is. But it's a Mech mug. And it, it holds a bit of nostalgia for me, does Mech, because it was a shop I went to when I was in the GB, GB radio team back in the 90s over in the Ottawa. Went to Mech then, picked some stuff up. Uh, I remember walking around like a, a kid in a candy shop, buying stuff. And when I've been up and done the Triple Crown in BC in Alaska, also called into Mech. Anyway, it's not really a product placement video. I say video, it's not a video at all, is it? It's a podcast. It's not even a product placement podcast. I think the coffee needs to be stronger. A few months back, I got sent a microphone. So I could do these podcasts with a microphone, directional microphone, talk into it, you know, like a proper presenter. And it's still in a box on the shelf. I'm quite scared of it, so I'll apologise to Tim that sent it. I'm quite scared of it. But I will get round to doing it one day and I'll work out how to plug it into my phone. And I might even save it to a, next time I do an interview with somebody. And now that Boris has allowed us to go and meet people and hug today, then it... It might happen sooner rather than later. Not that I want to be hugging people. I'm a Yorkshireman. We don't need to hug people, do we? Right, this podcast. What are we going to talk about? I thought a couple of weeks ago I might talk about running in a podcast. Because I've started that. And as you, the people that know me know I've started running. If you follow me on social media, you know I've started running. And I put a running article online. Not in my 
social media channels. I wrote it for the magazine, UK Hillwalking magazine, about ultras. Yeah, ultras. Who would have thought it? Some overweight Yorkshire bloke who loves paddling can now go out and do 50-odd kilometres. Who would have thought that? Especially when he does barefoot shoes and doesn't have any nice hookers or innovates. But anyway, there's a really article kicking about you can read if you want. But that's not really what I'm talking about. Although, I didn't know, I have noticed that during, during runs, especially longer runs, uh, longer runs are a lot like solo paddling. Uh, people that know me, people that listen to this podcast and maybe don't know me personally, will know that I do, or have done in the past, a quite a substantial amount of solo kayaking, especially in environments that are maybe a little bit challenging. Uh, really hard or white water or isolated rivers that sort of stuff and what I'm finding with running is that I get into a very similar headspace I go through the, the usual headspace of singing S Club 7 songs and trying to remember lyrics to Spice Girls songs and maybe some Britney Spears songs but uh, I do get into a similar headspace some people have call it like a meditation headspace and I don't really call it that. It's a headspace where you process stuff. And it happens on big, big multi-day trips when I'm alone. And it happens when I'm alone. And it's time. It's time with your own thoughts. I have noticed in the past that if I'm on a multi-day solo kayaking trip, just bear with me. If I'm on a multi-day solo kayaking trip, I do not realise that Maybe the first night, second night, uh, alone on the beach, that I get really weird nightmares. Uh, where sort of monstrous creatures coming out of the dark to mug you off. Sort of Freddy Krueger-esque type shenanigans. And I, I know that's just, you know, your unconscious mind. I'm sure Freud and Jung would have a field there telling you why that stuff comes to the fore before you set off on a mission. And I know that after a, a big run, I don't get those, and I know that maybe when I'm planning a big run, I get it the night before, and I get that on kayaking trips. So it's obviously really interesting, and I'm sure that somebody could tell me why this happens, and I'm pretty sure we all know why this happens, really. Uh, When we set out and do challenges, and we know we're setting out for a challenge, and it's our body's way of processing that, isn't it? And, you know, in dreams, we can process in a safer environment challenges that happen in real life and I'm sure that there are theories on this and I'm sure that people can elaborate on it but I'm not going to elaborate in this podcast but you can you can go and google it can't you and if you're clever enough you can read books on it and if you're really clever you could probably do a PhD on it but I'm not really going to talk about any of that stuff and I've rattled on for seven minutes already let me have another sip of coffee what I'm going to talk about is yesterday and I don't often do this I don't even think I've done it before actually where I've podcasted like so soon after a trip I was going to do this podcast last night but I fell asleep on the sofa Sunday I'd got up at 4am 4, 4 yeah I know there's two fours in a day there's an AM and a PM four but I got up at 4am uh, to go for a run at half past four now for those of you that have worked nights, you know that that sort of 4 to half, 4 a.m. is like the, what I call the zombie zone. It's where your body starts to shut down a little bit. So I decided to go for a run early doors to basically allow my body to fight that zombie zone. 
just to see if it was possible, and it was, and I did about 11k. And then I went for a paddle on the D. Now, I owned an ad about going there, because I don't really enjoy, at the moment, paddling when there's loads and loads of people around. But I do enjoy seeing people, so it's a little bit of an issue, like paddling down a busy river, not being able to get eddies, uh, but also seeing people in chinwagging is really nice. But I ended up going to the D, stopped at a friend's garden on the way for coffee, and got to the D quite early doors, considering. Not that it was only for me, because I'd been up for hours. But when I got there, I bumped into a friend of mine, Nathan. Now, I met Nathan in India. Oof, quite a couple of years ago now, Nathan had just finished a degree. And he was working in India. We ended up working together quite a lot with uh, various other colleagues and ex-students. But yesterday, we met in a car park, and it was completely unplanned. And we got on with before all the groups were sort of the first really on the river that day. And the river was relatively low. But it got higher during the day did the river. Not because it rained, but because the amount of plastic in the water, the amount of people paddling it sort of lifted the, the water levels somewhat. And we me and Nathan paddled down and we surfed some waves and made some attainments and made some ferry glides and just talked rubbish. And when we got to the bottom, we were paddling the D, and I got from, when we got to the bottom at Town Falls, you get out on the river left below Town Falls. If you've never done Town Falls, uh, and you're a kayaker of class two, three standard, you want to, maybe want to scout it, or portage it, or follow somebody that knows it, but I've paddled it quite a lot, probably more than I should have done really over the last 30 odd years. And we climb out at the steps on the river left at the bottom walk through the little park area, past the little signboards of historical interest, and up the steep hill past the taxidermists, where you join the canal, and you paddle back up the canal, back up to Telford's Weir in the car park at Chambridge, where we'd left the cars that day. Now, we could easily leave the cars at T&R, the centre, in the sort of middle of the river, as it were, pay a couple of quid there, park up there, get a coffee, go to the paddle shop, use the toilet facilities, but we parked at the top that day. And there's something quite nice about walking past the taxidermist office, office shop, taxidermist shop. Not because I like seeing stuffed animals, but because I know that within a, a minute or so, I'm on the canal and it's a paddle back up, and people moan about paddling up the canal on the day. And I don't think it's a problem. I quite enjoy it. quite enjoy the sort of what I'd call the dead time. The time where you can talk to your friends. The time when you can talk to people walking on the towpath. The time when you can watch the horses pulling the narrow boats and people living in the long off on the Nino on their boats. The time when you can see how thriving the town is with tourism. The people eating ice creams and drinking cups of tea. And I like that. And yesterday, as we got to the canal, I mentioned to Nathan how nice it would be to sit as the sun came out on a bench and have a cup of tea and a bit of sponge cake. So we did. Queued up. Masks donned. Got some tea and some cake and sat down in the little cafe 
by the canal boats in our paddling gear and had tea and cake and we watched as kayakers walked up the same hill we'd walked up and then slid off the side of the towpath into the canal to paddle up and some of them made that little slide look easy and some didn't and some people paddled off bumping into each other but everyone was happy and the people in the cafe that were watching the canal boats and the kayakers and the cyclists seemed joyous in the fact that people were enjoying the environment. Mm. Excuse me, just finished that coffee. People were joyous. People chatted. Chatting to people who'd come on day trips. <clears throat> Chatting to people who'd been staying over, maybe camping at Abbey campsites. Or in private accommodation. The day trippers, the holiday makers, the town was alive again as restrictions lift. Obviously certain places are still very much restricted. But normal life is slowly coming back. And we paddled up that canal. Blades splashing water droplets onto our hands. Hands that were warmed by the tea. We took our helmets off and put them between our legs. The wind sort of tussling our hair. I've got really long hair and Nathan's got that sort of haircut of a river bum. And we paddle up and on the canal towpath. We bump into friends, friends that live in town and live local that maybe decided not to paddle that day but were out for a cycle or a run or a dog walk. And we chatted as we went along. We talked about, you know, the decades that separate myself and Nathan. Nathan's in his 20s and I'm in my 40s. He talked about the passion he has for kayaking abroad, for visiting new places and meeting interesting people. That's the same thing that sort of drove me when I was in my 20s. And we bounced these ideas back and forth. And it was nice to know that as the decades between us could seem like a father and son, we actually had a lot more in common than we did in our differences, in the way that we saw the world, in the way that we saw kayaking. We didn't see kayaking as much about running gnarly class five, but we saw it more about exploring and being interested by the world around us. Obviously, we were sad that we couldn't go back to the places that, and the people that we loved because of restrictions and COVID. But we also spoke about the pleasures you can have in home soil. The small things, the small things that matter. Previous week, I'd been kayaking with the club that I learnt to kayak in, Pennine Canoe Club up in Murfield. And I paddled a river and a canal section where I did my one star when I was in the Scouts. And later, when I joined the canoe club, played polo. Maybe did some sprint racing and some slalom, some C1, some C2. It's a sort of river that you can taste from the car park. It's the one that's got, you know, traffic cones and tyres. And that's where I learned to paddle, you know, when you paddle under bridge arches full of graffiti. But it was nice. 
wasn't nice aesthetically, I'm sure. But it was nice to see a thriving club with junior members. I think the youngest Pather was four, five. And families. And, you know, adults and retired people all getting into canoes and kayaks and having a few hours of fun. And I enjoyed it paddling with the old club, just as I enjoyed paddling the Dee with friends. Back up to Chainbridge on the Dee, climbing out of the canal, walking up those slippery steps, and back to the car. I decided then to drive my car back down to the mill section, TNR section, because I'd got a boat that the guys had been looking after. But I did forget to pick it up again. But I went in there, grabbed a coffee. And as I walked into the get a coffee from TNR, obviously donning masks, washing hands, social distancing and all that, and into the kayak shop there, I met old friends that I've not seen for a long, long time. All guys. Four guys. Four big, burly, gnarly, we can go on with descriptive words, four guys in a paddle shop. And every single one of us told tales of struggle over the last year, 18 months, maybe longer, about how lockdowns and isolation have not helped us, how it's been hard, how it's been times of joy, and we've found new things to do, but also how we've struggled. And in that moment, we sort of bonded. We didn't bond over the river, we didn't bond over nice ferry glides and surfing waves and playing at home. We bonded over being blokes and talking about stuff. And I think that's a nice thing. Because in the past we perhaps wouldn't, wouldn't have done that. In the past we'd have probably ripped the mickey out of each other using some sort of crude word. And sort of minor bullying and piss taking. Because I'm sure we all do that to some did that to some extent. But I think now the world's become a little bit softer, especially for those we care about. A little bit softer, a little bit calmer. And I drank my coffee, we chatted. We also spoke about boat design, about why boats are like longer than nine foot and you know, paralleling the boat development to mountain bike development. And I don't mountain bike because my mum tells me it's too it's too dangerous and I'm not allowed. And I walked down into the car park, sat on one of the benches, and chatted to people as they walked hither and thither, looking out on the river, and I counted at one point over 50 boats in one eddy. It's a lot of people in one eddy. But it was nice to see, so nice to see. And there were smiles. And there was some sadness. Some melancholy. There were some people swimming as their boats floated on downstream as they stood waist deep in the moving floor. Which is probably a little bit of a silly thing to do, standing up in the water and people throwing throw lines back and forth and boats floating off downstream. But it was nice to see all those paddlers and as the day moved on and I got more and more tired, I came home. Like I said, I fell asleep on the couch. 
What I've noticed though is those times of meeting people on the river, people are checking in more with each other. They're not asking about how was your line. They're not asking about you've been paddling much because we all know the answer to that. People are asking how you getting on, and they mean it. You know, they mean it. How you getting on? Yeah, I'm alright. You know, ask a Yorkshireman, Yorkshire lass. How are you getting on? All right. It's probably all you're going to get. All you used to get. But now people are sort of talking a lot more. Those that have changed jobs and maybe have to branch out. Are talking about how they've had to change career maybe. And those that have not worked because of the pandemic are explaining how things are difficult. Those that have got too much work, the nurses and the doctors and the care workers are talking about how hard it is sometimes. The physios, and we forget the physios sometimes, are talking about how difficult it is. And as a community, it's just lovely to see that people have got that ear and are listening and absorbing. Sitting around drinking tea. And kayaking's not all about running the dive, is it? It's not all about the latest gear. But it's about bonding with your friends. It's about talking rubbish sometimes as well. And I actually can't wait now to meet paddlers again. No matter where that may be, whether it be Wales, or back at the old club that I used to be part of. To talk rubbish, to ask how people are. Because we've all got struggles. We've all probably always had struggles, whether it be stressing over exams in your teenage years or struggling to get yourself in a kayak in the first place. Making that first ferry, maybe that first class two. And setting off down that moving water, wobbling. All the power you can muster going through your shaking arms before you make the calm pool below. I remember being petrified when I first paddled moving water. I was absolutely terrified of paddling the lower terrain. At the campsite on the lower terrain, for those of you that know the terrain really well, there's a tiny little stopper weir near the access ramp. I was petrified of that stopper. Absolutely petrified. Similarly, the small weir on the washbird, that petrified me as well. But now, as time's moved on, and you get used to those challenges, you can move on to harder and more substantial things, and that's like life itself. After all the trials and tribulations of the, and the tenseness and the bouncing and the jostling of white water, sooner or later we get to a calm pool and we can relax. Sometimes you've got to get to the calm pool halfway down and take five. It's like life, isn't it? I'm not going to get all philosophical about this, you know. Because, like I say, I'm not Freud, am I? You know, I'm not Hegel or Lacan. I'm not Hume. Or Bertrand Russell. But anyway, it is what it is. I'm not even Eckhart Tolle, you know, if that's even how you pronounce his name, because he always did it wrong. But, gang, thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to sprout stuff off, and I hope I've given you some food for thought. And if you see me, 
And for those that don't know what I look like, I look like a homeless Santa. And over lockdown, my hair's got really long and I might have to start putting it in pigtails. But let's sit sometime on a bench or on a beach in an eddy at a takeout or a pudding. Let's just sit. Let's just check in. We don't have to speak. Just look at each other. Give a little nod and make sure that we're all doing all right. Because doing all right is okay, isn't it? And it's okay not to be okay, but just let somebody know if you're not okay. And try and get yourself okay. And on that note, I'm going to make another brew. Because I was up super early and I've not had enough coffee. And I have just talked a load of banali. But thanks for listening, gang. Thanks for listening. Oh, excuse me. Have a great day.